0: So I feel my ownership of my right, right freedom, right to choose uh, the, 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 the president that I like. So Somaliland independence has a similar value with the air that we are breathing. It is one of the longest, loneliest struggles for recognition ever waged. The Republic of Somaliland declared independence from Somalia in 1991. From that day to this, not one UN member state has acknowledged Somaliland as a sovereign nation. A handful of countries do operate consulates and liaison offices in Somaliland's capital, Hargeisa, and its fellow unrecognized state, Taiwan, has offered its felicitations. But otherwise, Somaliland's Minister of Foreign Affairs, presently Dr. Essa Kaid, a neurologist by trade, does not find their mantelpiece overcluttered with invitations. Taiwan is living without recognition, you know, for 50 years now. And we could live for another 50 years, providing we are unleashed, you know, and this victimisation, you know, and this ostracism has has been removed from us. That may be about to change. Well, a bit. There are suggestions that Ethiopia is willing to exchange ambassadors with Somaliland, this would be the starting point for our cooperation with the broadly people of Somaliland, to grow and develop together in cooperation and to ensure our common security. This would be part of the payoff for an agreement under which landlocked Ethiopia could gain access to Somaliland's Gulf of Aden shoreline, including a 50-year lease on land which would become a future Ethiopian Navy base. We allow them 20 kilometers of our sea and they will also recognise us as an independent state. They will become the first state to recognise Somaliland after the signing of this MOU. Ethiopia hasn't had a navy since the mid-1990s after losing its entire coast when the seaside province of Eritrea became independent after a series of wars. Reconstituting Ethiopia's maritime presence is an ambition of Ethiopian Prime Minister Abiy Ahmed and Ethiopia will need somewhere to park it. At the moment, the Ethiopian Navy is headquartered at Bahia Dar, overlooking Lake Tana, which, while doubtless very pretty, is roughly 900 kilometers from the nearest open ocean. And Ethiopia's Navy presently has no actual ships, though Ethiopia has done deals with France in particular, with a view to eventually rectifying this fairly fundamental deficiency. The deal with Somaliland, agreed earlier this month, relates to Berbera, the Somaliland city on the Gulf of Aden at the entrance to the Red Sea, which, as the Yemen-based Houthi militia has recently been briskly reminding everyone, is one of the world's more crucial trade arteries. The deal is basically that Ethiopia would get commercial access to the port itself, recently the subject of major upgrades by the United Arab Emirates-based logistics company DP World, and somewhere to moor its navy at such a time as it has one. In return for which, Somaliland receives, among other blandishments, shares in Ethiopian Airlines and the prospect of diplomatic recognition from Addis Ababa. All of which has gone over predictably badly with Somalia, which, despite having shown erratic indication of being able to govern itself these last few decades, still insists on its right to govern Somaliland. If you are hungry, you have to sell the house you live in. Our territorial waters and land are not for sale. Abiy Ahmed, I am talking to you. God, who created you, didn't give you sea but he gave you rivers, so you can pour more salt into your rivers to turn it into sea. Leave our seas alone. Somalia's president, Hassan Sheikh Mohammed, has denounced the deal between Somaliland and Ethiopia, thundering that, we will not stand idly by and watch our sovereignty being compromised. Earlier this week, President Mohammed visited Cairo seeking support and received it. Egypt's president, Abdel Fattah el-Sisi, just about audible over the rattling sabre, declared that Egypt would provide, quote, "...support in case of aggression against one of the Arab countries, especially when brotherly countries ask us to stand by them." The subtext would not have overly tested the finest analytical minds of Ethiopia's foreign ministry. There is a history between Ethiopia and Egypt, We went into it in some detail back on Explainer 189. Seriously, look it up. Some of our best work. But the two countries have been at odds a while over a dam Ethiopia is building on its stretch of the River Nile, which Egypt worries may affect the flow of its stretch of the River Nile. (laughs) In the end, I am telling you, and I am telling our brothers in Ethiopia, let's not reach a point where you touch a drop of water from Egypt, because all options are open. All options are open. El-Sisi has made military-sounding threats in the dam's direction before and received from Abiy Ahmed the kind of responses readily translatable from the euphemism of diplomatic communique as ''Come and have a go if you think you're hard enough.'' There have been several rounds of talks between Ethiopia and Egypt over what the dam will and will not be permitted to do. The most recent, in December, ended, like the others, in failure and recrimination. At the risk of tempting fate, and as explainer 189 also noted, there is one major reason not to get too concerned about the prospect of open conflict between Egypt and Ethiopia. Sudan, which is big, situated between the two rivals, and is currently hosting a war of its own. But Somalia does share a border with Ethiopia, and at least one senior figure in Mogadishu has uttered the W word in Ethiopia's direction. Again, there is history here. There was the Ogaden War of the late 1970s, when Somalia and Ethiopia went at it over the Ethiopian region of that name. Ethiopia's victory was swung with the assistance of a hefty contingent of Cubans dispatched by Fidel Castro. More recently, in 2006, Ethiopia invaded Somalia to depose the Islamist fanatics then running the place. There are, indeed, Ethiopian troops in Somalia right now, serving with the African Union's transition mission, currently supporting Somalia's uncertain steps towards stability. But, again, tempting fate etc., Somalia embarking upon hostilities against Ethiopia also seems unlikely, not least because Somalia's armed forces are small, poorly equipped and inexperienced, and Ethiopia's are the opposite. Possibly because of this, a whisper of compromise has just about been audible amid Somalia's enraged bluster. President Mohammed has said that he perfectly understands that Ethiopia wants access to the sea and indeed is happy to help, but that Ethiopia should be talking to Somalia, not Somaliland. Much, including the prospects of a new country and or a new war in East Africa, depends on Ethiopia's next move. For Monocle Radio, I'm Andrew Miller.